This is the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast, Episode 2. The most exciting thing about those additional $10.8 million in sales is that there was no additional cost to acquire those customers. That's like getting an additional 40% in sales from free sponsored ads. Welcome to the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. Sean, I am so excited to be here today to talk to you about our amazing topic, which is customer lifetime value. Sean, what is customer lifetime value to you? Welcome to episode two again. Customer lifetime value is a term that changed my life, changed the entire trajectory of my business for good. It means simply, Seth, the entire value of all the transactions aggregated over the lifetime of any given customer, hence the name customer lifetime value. And when I first discovered the idea of customer lifetime value, as I said, it changed the entire way that I did business. That's what we want to talk about today in episode two, and it's going to be such a fun topic. Yeah, exactly. So I think that the biggest difference right away when you think about a typical Amazon business is that an Amazon seller treats their business like it's a transaction business. And it's not because they want to, it's because Amazon puts us in the corner and they don't give us any um, they don't give us any of our customer information. So we have to treat it like a transaction business. We can't develop a relationship because there's no way. Try to log into your Amazon Seller Central account and find an email address or a phone number. They hide it all. They hide the address. They hide everything. So we cannot even communicate with our customers in a lot of cases. So how can you develop a relationship? But what you're going to find out today is developing a relationship with your customers outside of Amazon and beyond that first transaction is really the only way to build a truly sustainable brand and a sustainable business um, on Amazon. You know, Seth, looking back when I first figured out how to actually create a relationship with my customer, it took me about 20 years to figure this out. And you were kind of there in the beginning of it. You just didn't know at the time. But when I learned about lifetime value, I was actually selling a product called eye heater, which was a small space heater and infrared heaters with the eye stood for. Now these eye heaters sold for $379, which is a pretty high uh, high price item, you know, especially if you're looking at the Amazon world. And, you know, it became apparent to me soon within the first six or so months of sales, and this would be 2008-ish, that the average customer purchased 1.14 heaters in their initial purchase, which, you know, is kind of silly to me because if I need a space heater, I probably only need it for one space. But I couldn't argue the data was showing that our average customer would purchase 1.14 heaters, which was crazy to me. But when I go back and I look, I managed this company for three years before I sold it for a, an obscene amount of cash. You know, I can say that now, <laughs> now that my uh, no competes over. But when I look back, Seth, the average customer purchased 1.6 heaters over that three years when I was managing the company. Now, if you do the math on this, that equals 40.35% of our sales came 
from purchases that happened after the initial order. And that was pretty crazy. And, you know, if you just stop and do the math on that, Seth, the last year that I was in control of that business, that I managed that business before we sold it, we did $27 million in sales. It was a pretty good business. But if you look at it from the relationship side, based on the relationship that we have with our customers and understanding the math, $10.8 million came from the post-purchase marketing with no additional ad costs. That's the most profound part. Once you already have a relationship with the customer, you can orchestrate repeat orders without any additional cost of selling. Yeah, so the most exciting thing about those additional $10.8 million in sales is that there was no additional cost to acquire those customers. That's just like getting an additional 40% in sales from free sponsored ads. Exactly, and that's what's crazy. And you talk about developing a relationship with your customer and how you can engage with them time and time again. So let me just go through those numbers one more time in case you guys missed it. Sean, if you logged into your Amazon Seller Central account, you can see how many units your average customer buys, and it's probably between 1, 1 1.1, 1.2. Well, in Sean's direct response business, where he would generate sales from television ads or from newspaper ads, his average customer would buy 1.14 heaters, so a little over one unit on average. But because he was able to use their email addresses and use their physical addresses to send postcards, he was able to follow up with his customers. And those follow-ups generated more sales, bringing his average order to 1.6 heaters per customer. That is 40%, you know, the 40% rule keeps popping up. Here, here it is again, 40% more sales were generated because he followed up with his customers. Now that's leaving for him and his business $10.8 million in sales on the table. And those sales are way more profitable because it's not like he's in the Amazon world. We have to buy ads every single time to show up on the page unless we're ranked. So that's like having the sponsored ad spaces, um, you know, set to free. Basically, Amazon gives you the free look right? For $10.8 million in additional sales. That's what the power is of following up with your customers and developing a relationship with them outside of Amazon. That's what we're talking about today. That's why we're so excited. Now imagine, Seth, if you were there when I was seated at the table with the private equity group who purchased that company, they knew to look for lifetime value of the customer. I didn't know that figure, but it's kind of like riding a bicycle. You know how they say you never forget how to ride a bike? Well, maybe I've forgotten since I'm uh, a lot older at this point, but once you learn something like this, it's almost impossible to unlearn it. And once your mind has been expanded to lifetime customer value, you can't approach any business any differently. The reason the 40% still rings true today is even in our most recent business, which we still have a hand in, uh, if you're a listener, you've probably heard of Quick Fast Hurry, which is coaching for Amazon sellers. Even in that business, the average lifetime value of a customer since we've been involved, even though our offer was $400, it's several thousand dollars because the average customer sticks around for almost two years. You know, And if you think about that, if you don't approach your business and asking yourself, what is the lifetime value 
of my average customer, then you're definitely going to sell yourself short. And it's not just quick, fast, hurry. It's every business since that number became true to me, the 40% rule. Every single business since then has been approached the exact same way, even when it comes to average order value. Yeah, Sean. So if you were an Amazon seller selling, um, you know, pick a product, a hula hoop, for instance, how would you think about increasing the sales of your business? Well, if you're like every other Amazon seller that's taken every other type of course, you're not thinking to engage with the customer that you already have acquired. Because if you think about it, you've already spent money, whether you were doing giveaways to get ranked or to buy sponsored ads, you've already spent money to acquire that customer. So if you sold a customer a hula hoop, you know something about them. They already know, like, and trust you because they're doing business with you. You guys have a relationship, but you just haven't taken it to the next step of getting them to come back and buy more. And so if you sold a customer a hula hoop, there's all kinds of other things that you probably actually even sell that they would want. You just have to bring it to their attention. And that's what average order value in the traditional context is doing. It is bringing what you offer to your customer's attention uh, in a uh, contextual way that makes sense to them where they're at. So if a customer just bought a hula hoop, it's most likely that they're interested in getting exercise. So what could you offer them that makes sense? And when you offer them more things and they are willing to buy them because they're happy to do business with you, then your average order values goes up. So basically the average order value is the total amount of money that a customer spends with you in one transaction. Exactly, so let's talk about uh, something else that happened in recent history. Now, the example I'm gonna talk about is not typical, but the numbers are crazy. The numbers should get your attention. So we had an offer with an upfront cost or an upfront offer of $39. Just $39 to get involved and get the sales process started. At the end of this offer, within minutes, the average order value was $676. $676. So imagine you walk into a situation where you think you're going to spend $39 today, and a few minutes later, after a few extra clicks of the mouse, you're out $676. Because we controlled the entire process of the sales funnel or the ordering process by offering upsells after the initial purchase. And that's where a lot of our colleagues, Seth, are leaving money on the table, piles of money, loads, heaps of money, because we're only focused on that initial purchase or that transaction, all right? And that's the problem that I see with most Amazon sellers. In the show notes, you're gonna find a link where you can go look at this average order value that I referred to with the $39 upfront offer. So check in the show notes for a link to that. Um, but when it comes to Amazon, the problem that I see, Seth, and I know you'll probably agree with me, is that most of our colleagues in this game are just taking the low-hanging fruit or, or taking the cream off the top. That is the initial easy orders. And you know what's wrong with that is that if you wake up every day without a customer list, it's almost like you wake up unemployed and you're praying that Amazon is going to see favor in your listing and send you more fresh buyer traffic. And that's the case a lot of times, but it shouldn't end there. You should be systematically 
orchestrating more repeat orders of the same product and other complementing products that you profit from to your customers. Why? Well, because they already know you. They already have a little rapport with your brand and your store. You get the borrowed trust of Amazon and your customer would rather continue to do business with someone who's already treated them well and delivered massive value. But the problem is, and I'm sure you'll agree, is that most sellers are not paying attention to that, right? Right, exactly. So what most sellers do is they treat Amazon as their only traffic source. They try to get their products ranked. They buy ads. If that sounds like you, um, you're in the majority. You um, hope that your product doesn't get deranked for some reason. You hope that competitors don't come into your market to, uh, to bid up the advertising costs so you can remain profitable. But what if instead of hoping every day that your ad costs stay low or hoping every day that you stay ranked, what if you could capture your customers, um, contact information, reach out to them and have them buy more products. And Sean, you know what happens when you have your customers buy more products from you on Amazon, you get better organic ranking and your um, competitors aren't doing this. So over time, small little advantages stack up into huge advantages where, you know, you are showing up on the top of the page, but none of your competitors have a chance because your customers come back and buy 1.6 units as you know, and their customers are only buying the 1.14, just as in Sean, your example earlier. Yeah, well said. So just ask yourself this. If you're like me, you're an Amazon shopper. I prefer to purchase products on Amazon. That's just how I'm built. You know, it's simple, it's easy, it's safe, it's secure, it's fast, and I like it. But truth be told, I spend a heck of a lot more money as a consumer off of Amazon, not by choice, but because I have to. Some things you just can't purchase, some things you need today, you know? And you are the same, and your customer's the same. So don't assume that once they make a purchase, that relationship is over. It's just beginning. So what's this got to do with you as an Amazon seller? What can you do right now to start taking advantage of this 40% phenomenon that we've discovered? average order value, and more importantly, customer lifetime value. Seth, I think the best thing to do right now for any seller who's listening is to start engaging your customer after the, after the initial purchase. Start offering more added value. Value, value, value. If you can provide more value, which we'll be talking about in more subsequent episodes, to this podcast, <laughs> you hate it when I say that, <laughs> uh, we're going to show you some very uh, specific ways that you can continue to deliver value to continue to grow and nurture that relationship with your Amazon customer. All right, we're going to share that with you, but start thinking about it right now. How can you engage your customer? Well, you're also going to see in the show notes a downloadable link to the entire customer flow that we use for most of our physical products businesses. We use the similar flow for our information products business, but you're in the physical products business, so what can you do about this? This is your quick get started quick guide. This is your, your homework, if you will, from today's episode, is to go download this flow and study it. You can see that the initial touch 
The initial purchase where our customer engages with our brand is only the beginning. And it's such a small, small portion of the overall picture that you can no longer ignore this. So, yeah, and the best part about um, the flow, when you see it, you're going to be a little shocked on how many times and, and how many places we're able to follow up with our customers. But if you think about all of the things on that flow, most of them are going to be very, very low cost or free in some cases. So you can engage with your customers just as you would by buying more ads through Amazon. You can engage with them for free. And Sean, you know the old saying, it's way easier to sell more to an existing customer than it is to acquire a new customer. New customers are the most expensive to find because you have to get exposure and convince them to do business with you. So it takes a lot of ad cost. It takes a lot of um, views to your page to actually get a customer. But once you have a customer, they've done business with you and you've provided the value, like you said, Sean, then they're more likely to do business with you in the future. So Look at that flow. Um, Sean, I think it's at postpurchasepro.com forward slash flow. You can go there. It's a free download. So it's post, P-O-S-T, purchase, P-U-R-C-H-A-S-E, pro, P-R-O.com forward slash F-L-O-W, free download. Um, and then what I wanted to bring up, Sean, is all of the collateral benefits to using a, an email list or building a list and using that on, on Amazon. You want to touch on that? Yeah, definitely. We like to call that the collateral benefits because these are some benefits that you receive as a seller when it comes to ranking, reviews, and more profitability. Uh, all comes from more sales, obviously, but it's something that you can't really quantify in most cases. But you know, as a seller, if you understand this business, that the more high quality traffic you receive on your listing that that converts to more sales for Amazon and the more reviews you get the better ranking you're gonna get the more quote-unquote Amazon love that you're gonna get and that's what we call the collateral benefit so yes if you're sending emails if you're engaging your customers and you can't see the exact figure of sales that are directly attributed to your post purchase marketing don't worry Every time you can put your name, your brand, your product, your listing in front of an existing customer, as well as new ones, the better your business is going to be in the long run, the more collateral benefit that you're going to realize. So any added thoughts before we sign off on episode two, Seth? Yeah, for sure. So the collateral benefits are kind of what makes post-purchase marketing uh, the magical thing that it is. Um, because if you, for instance, were doing email marketing, for your Shopify store. Well, what happens is you send the customer back to your store and they make a purchase and you make the sale and you make the profit. But on Amazon, when you send your customers back to your store, back to your listings and they make a purchase, you not only get the sale and the profit, you get the ranking, you get the conversion metrics and you get the chance to, to get better quality, high or uh, five-star reviews. All of those things add up to a self-reinforcing event. So let's just imagine a scenario that you are competing in a space where all of your customer or all of your competitors are treating their business like a transactional business, like everyone in this industry is trained to do, you know, focus on getting ranked, focus on buying ads. That's what everybody's trained to do. But you're the only one in your niche that follows up with their customers and your customers come back to your listings more often, they buy more from you, they 
they buy at a higher converting uh, conversion rate. They give you better reviews because you provided more value. So you have a higher conversion, you have more sales, you have more repeat customers, and you have a higher review rating. How does Amazon view that? Well, you can imagine how they view that. They view that very, very highly. And they, uh, they move you up in the search term results, which gives you more sales, which gives you even more customers to interact with. So it's self-reinforcing. So guys, if you liked this episode, if you are having a good time with us or as much fun as us, um, and you think that this is useful, definitely hit the subscribe button. That will make sure that you get our new episodes every single week when we, we uh, put out a new show. Yes, thank you. Very, very solid advice, Seth, as always. Don't forget to subscribe. Also, share with your friends and colleagues. This has been episode two. It just gets better from here. We can't wait. We're just bursting with energy when it comes to all the exciting things that we have to share in the near future. But in an effort to keep it brief, uh, we need to sign off. So on behalf of Seth Stevens, standing right here, my co-host, and myself, I'm Sean Hart. This has been the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast, episode two.